Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday morning, hoping all's well with you out there today, as always. So today I wanted to talk about something that is potentially huge that's happening right now, in my opinion, but I want you to tell me if I'm nuts or if there's merit to this. Either way, I'm going to be happy, though. (laughs) So uh, here we go. But a quick note, I just want you all to know, there's a new podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, at least. I think it might be elsewhere, too. That's where I saw it. The Kratom Sobriety Podcast. And the host is a really nice guy, and uh, I kind of exchanged an email or two with him. Um, It's a really great show, and I think that people should check it out. He shares some stories. He like interviews people uh, each episode minus the first one, which is like an intro to the podcast and himself. Each episode uh, after that is like a, a, an interview, a deep dive into one person's story with Kratom and how they were introduced to it, how they started using it, how it was either helping them or wasn't. But And then, you know, how it went wrong, how they became addicted to it and their story of getting out of that and their struggles with Kratom. So... I think that it's helping me keep an open mind about what Kratom really is and how it's affecting people and how it's not, you know, I never saw it as like all roses and rainbows and (laughs) I don't know, dandelions. I'm going back to flowers here. I never saw it as all of those things, but I certainly have leaned more towards keeping Kratom accessible and that I don't see much of a threat from it. And so it's helping balance out my view of it. And I think that's important. And it's nice to hear these stories from people too. So I think people should check it out. Kratom Sobriety Podcast. Just thought I'd make a mention. Okay. Other thing to mention, this show is not political. I'm going to be talking about some things that are political, but I am not making any political points. And, you know, I don't think anyone should take this show as being anything other than, huh, there's something about Kratom. Let's look at it. <laughs> that's what that's my goal. So here we go. Hopefully you know that. Florida just passed a Kratom Consumer Protection Act, right? And Governor Ron DeSantis signed this as he is on the campaign trail because he's also now presidential hopeful, presidential candidate for the 2024 election. And he is one of the more favored candidates based on, you know, any whatever media you're looking at. I think that's obvious. Like he's definitely one of the more popular candidates in the Republican primary. So most people probably agree on that as well. So now that we're all kumbaya on those points, let's jump into why why I think this is monumental. Governor Ron DeSantis, who is now running for the 2024 election, signs a Kratom Consumer Protection Act while campaigning. He does this as everyone in the, you know, not just like people who are interested in voting, but the sort of stories you see in media outlets, both um, conservative media outlets liberal media outlets, progressive ones, more far left, more far right, centrist, independent. It doesn't really matter. More media outlets and more information about laws that are being passed in Florida continues to be a focus of this election, regardless of what one thinks of those laws, whether you are hugely in favor or hugely against people are looking at the laws that are being signed in Florida. And I think it's important to note that um, Governor DeSantis has passed a lot of laws recently. And so there's a lot to look at. 
as he continues to do this, he passed a KCPA this past week. So what I'm wondering is, will that become a contentious point in this election or in the primary? Will this become something that any of the other candidates focus on as a way to point out a weakness in in DeSantis as a as a potential candidate against them, and um, and will alternatively Governor DeSantis use this law as one of his many accomplishments that he argues his laws are um, fulfilling? You know, like the promises that he made or whatever it is. Does he hold this up as one of the more um, I guess I would say like not maybe it's groundbreaking or maybe it's like just new, but uh, taking a step, taking a first step that not many, you know, I'm the only candidate on the stage that fill in the blank, you know, when they say that sort of thing. Will this be one of those things? I think it could be. I don't know. But like I know for a fact that in debates, the opioid crisis will come up like it's bound to. And um Besides the issues about, you know, they always bring up fentanyl, where it's coming from, how it's getting there, where it's going, what we can do about it. Do we put more money into addiction centers? Do we put more money into the penal system and jails? Do we put more money into mental health? Like, like how do we deal with this, you know, crisis that we're experiencing? They always bring that stuff up. Would it make sense that one of the things that DeSantis might say uh, as a way of showing that he is addressing this or that he's willing to address it in new ways because it requires new solutions. You know, I don't know what the language would be. I'm just kind of spitballing here, but like, would one of those ways be of showing, hey, I'm, you know, the only candidate on the stage that, that it has directly signed a law that regulates Kratom and the only reason why I think that maybe that wouldn't happen because it seems like one of the most easy, obvious uh, things to point out if you are any of the candidates, whether you're, you know, the Florida candidate or whether you're the any, you know, whatever other candidate you might be, uh, you could point it out in a negative way or you could point it out in a positive way if you did it yourself. The only reason why I would think that it might not come up is just because people just don't know about it. <laughs> people don't know about Kratom. <laughs> I mean, but but other than that, it seems like such a juicy issue, don't you think? Like, doesn't it seem like the perfect thing to, like, get into and scrap over in an election? I feel like it would be great because, like, no one has the right framing of this issue. None of the things that people have tried so far have worked when it comes to the opioid crisis. Um, and maybe I should just say addiction crisis because all overdoses are going up, not just opioids. So nobody really has an answer to the addiction crisis we have right now. And, and Kratom is one of those things where it's like, people need to figure out what their constituents think about it. And if they can get a sense that more people are in favor of it or more people are opposed to it in any given state, then they can use that to their advantage, however that might be. And it only takes one time. Like if it's mentioned once, if it's mentioned once in a national debate, or if it's mentioned once on the campaign trail and some reporter picks it up, you know, like some person picks it up and runs with it. I think that's the ball game. I think that then Kratom becomes a national issue, narrative issue, actually. 
narrative issue because it's not just what do we do about the overdose crisis that we're in it's also you know bringing up this new issue of like what do people think about this leaf that is not classified as anything right now in this country like the fda tried to ban it couldn't the dea tried to ban it couldn't the world health organization looked at it and said eh, we'll just we'll we'll keep a watch on it for a little while but you know just the same thing we've been doing didn't do anything about it and so there's just no clear guidance here it's not a dietary supplement because it's not classified as that. It has no therapeutic benefits because the FDA can, you know, refuses to think that maybe there would be if they looked into it. <laughs> and and so what do you do in that situation? It's a new frontier. And I think that in the new frontier, there's a lot of opportunity present. And there's a lot of opportunity present, especially because it's like you get to bushwhack. You get to make the path yourself. No one's done it before. People are going to have to follow you if you start. So I think that there's incentive for all candidates, you know, not just um, based on the KCPA in Florida, but if any of the other candidates are like from a state where there is a KCPA and they happen to vote for it at some point, or if they were like for it or against it and voted against it at some point, um, that also, like I'm not focusing on Florida for any reason right now, other than that that just passed. And so I think, and, and you know, the, the, the proximity to the election and the fact that the governor there is now running. So I think it's something to watch for. I think this could be huge because it only takes one mention at the right time and in the right place for this to become a national issue and narrative and narrative issue. I don't know. We'll see. But I have to say, and then I'm going to sign off for today. I kind of called it in some ways, if it happens, if it happens, <laughs> I guess I'm already saying I, I called it, but I didn't call it yet. I might have called it. <laughs> if it happens, I will have called it because I remember um, when it was the new year, like 2022, just turned 2022, I think. I started off by saying this new year, I wonder what's going to happen with Kratom. I'm sure a lot of things, I'm sure it'll you know go a lot to the States here and there because the WHO report had just been released. But the one thing that I remember saying for sure was it might not be long before someone who's a president or someone who's running for president makes this one of the issues that they run on. And if that happens, it's a whole new world when it comes to Kratom. And I don't know what that world looks like, but it's going to change everything. And it might not be long now. So if it happens, I called it. You heard it here first, unless you didn't in which case you did not. <laughs> uh, either way, whatever. Okay, you guys, I'm going to sign off now. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Sorry for the rambling and meandering, but comes with the show. All right, everyone. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.